0: Wind blows over you, a dry, warm wind that dries the saliva in your mouth. Your body reflex attempts to swallow nothing. You lick your lips as to combat the dryness, but it's useless. You sit up from lying on your back. Sand is drifted into every crevice of clothing it can find. The sun beats down on you from above. It is midday and it is hot. So hot that before even thinking you start removing layers of clothing you've had on from being at the top of a snowy mountain. You throw everything off of you in a panic as you're having trouble breathing as you succumb to heat exhaustion. How long have you been lying here? You're not sure. All you can think of is the heat. Once you get down to minimal layers, you rush up the slope of this large sand dune. And when you reach the peak, you look in the distance all around you. Nothing, nothing but sand. Sand dunes for as far as the eye can see. Another thing is that it was nighttime at the top of the mountain. Daytime now? Did you sleep? What is going on?
1: So I assume the blue orb was not in my hand.
0: It is not in your hand. Or my other orbs with me. You go and you put your hand to the satchel. There's no orbs in your satchel.
1: I'm going to scramble back down to where I found myself waking up and start digging through the clothes and sand and start like circling out All starting right. you know seeing if
0: I can find anything yeah give me an investigation check crit mess <laughs> yeah you definitely are struggling you cannot find these orbs you are definitely having a rough time in this heat fuck 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 would you like to investigate again
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> let me take like a swig of my canteen try and gather myself try and calm down and investigate again
0: okay eight <laughs> We'll say you spend roughly like five to ten minutes just going through the sand that you landed on. No orbs. Nothing. Do I have uh,
1: my bag? Do I have everything else, it seems?
0: Everything else you have, but
1: no orbs. I'm going to look to try and find where the sun is and maybe figure out what time I think it is.
0: Well, it's midday. It's basically noon. It is right above your head.
1: I don't think I can travel anywhere with it being right above my head. I'll have no idea which direction I'm going.
0: Which direction would you even want to go?
1: My thought was if I could see a shadow, I would know that hopefully that
0: meant west. Okay, but would you want to go west? Would you want to go north, south, east? I
1: have no idea which way to go. So at least knowing which way I was going seems to be a plus. So I think I would probably go west because I would just follow my shadow and I know that I would stay on track.
0: Okay, so you kind of gather yourself and your things and you figure out a way that you can start to travel. And eventually, once you give it you 20, 30 minutes, just kind of deflecting the sun from you as much as you can, you do find West.
1: Before I leave, I've got to look for the orbs at least one more time. I I think I obviously realized something crazy and magical is happening here that I may not find them, and hopefully that's okay, but...
0: Yeah, definitely something seems off, especially because of going from nighttime to daytime. And it's just a 9, so I'm not finding them. (laughs) (laughs) If they're here... They're lost to the sand.
1: I'm going to punch the sand. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll uh, gather what I can and uh, start following my shadow.
0: As you walk through the desert sands, you realize quickly your body isn't able to take on this trek like other environments that you are more familiar to. Your feet drop through the loose sand about six inches. Lifting your foot from that depth buried in the sand over and over is like walking with weights on your ankles. And when you power through it, the sand kicks up all over the place. It's in your boots and up in the openings of your pants. It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating. It's getting everywhere. You take a moment and reach for your canteen. You take a sip. The final sip. How long have you been walking? How many times have you drunk from this canteen? Your mind is lost. You try to recalibrate and look up to the sun as it begins to set on the horizon. Hours. Hours is the answer. You didn't ration the water. You get to the top of another sand dune. You look into the horizon. Nothing again. Nothing to be seen anywhere. You fall to your knees, exhausted. Your head drops, putting your chin to your chest. Arms fall limp as you throw what you were carrying to your sides. Then it starts to creep into your mind. Did you die? Did you fail to get the orbs? Are you being punished in your afterlife? Is this Exodus? You can feel your tear ducts trying to produce tears but you are so dehydrated that nothing comes. You feel a knot in the back of your throat as you look down at your knees, which have sunk into the sand a few inches. And then you hear something. It sounds like a whirlwind. Hidden in the sound of the whirlwind is something mechanical. It echoes across the plane. You struggle to lift your head to see what it is. And there is indeed something on the horizon lined up with the sun coming straight at you. The sails of a ship. Is this a mirage? Is this what you hear about in children's stories? It can't be real, but in fact, it is. cruising across the desert at high speeds, bouncing up the sand dunes, a ship. Well, kind of a ship. It kicks sand into the air behind it, sails wafting in the warm desert wind, the whirling of a giant fan pushing the ship further. And then there is also a distorted, crunchy guitar sound coming from the speakers blaring in all directions.
2: At the bow of this rock and roll sand wagon, we find one of our new characters. So I am uh, Rytom, and I will be playing a Churdnar, the uh, level one monk, level five druid, bugbear. (laughs) Uh, Good ol' Churdnar, yes. And uh, you see him on the bow of the ship uh, wearing a pair of cut-off jean shorts and nothing else. (laughs) Um, It looks like he is Calico, but you're not sure. It might just be all of the dirt and grime uh, caked into his fur. And, uh, he's just on the front of the ship, uh, two-stepping. Yes. <laughs> we move towards the center of the ship's deck, where we
0: find another one of our characters, who is hanging his arm off the side, drifting his fingers in the sand as if it was water.
3: I'm, uh, Radims, and I'll be playing Habibi Sinclair, the cobalt fighter, who, uh, when you see him, it appears as though he's wearing a suit. <laughs> like a a black suit but it's actually you know uh studded leather armor that he made him sue but uh there is that and uh yeah he's he's hanging off the side <laughs> having a grand old time his one hand is handing up, hanging off the side his other hand is like shading his brow and now up
0: to the top of the mast we find another curious character watching the horizon and keeping safe in high places
4: Hi, I'm Deidre, and I am playing Light Shadow of the Shadow Bluff clan that you can call me Shadow. I am a tabaxi rogue. I'm just very comfortable where I am right now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I do have um, beautiful light for if you've ever seen a sand cat. That is what I look like. But I, I do very well blending into the desert and the shadows,
0: one might say. And last but not least, at the back of the ship, lounging back in a metal seat while the ship runs on autopilot, we find our small-sized captain.
6: Hi, I'm Steven, and I'll be playing Captain Twizzlewick, the captain of this whole parade! <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Let's go! I'm a level 6 artificer, and I look like the, the mayor from PowerPoint. If y'all are familiar. Uh, Instead of having a monocle, I have a pair of goggles that have these little hinged arms that come out and then hold other lenses. I have an oversized captain's hat that is affixed atop my head by like some bands or something, like maybe this fit an orc or something like that. He found it. He's wearing some, some, uh, like a white t-shirt or a white button-up shirt with uh, ruffled sleeves, a red bandana like loosely hung around his neck. And he has a big white handlebar mustache. and he has a little uh, it looks kind of like a parrot nuzzled up in his hat.
0: All right, uh, Captain Twizzlewicks also give us a description of this ship and how it's outfitted.
6: All right, so it's basically a combination of a sailboat, an airboat, and a pontoon boat. So at the very bottom, there's two pontoons and then there's a, a, a flat, wooden sheet, I guess, is like the, the center uh, mass of this ship. We'll say towards the front, there's like some seating around the uh, the railing. Uh, it's all cobbled together from scrap and, and metal and wood that we've scavenged. Of course, there's the large sail with a, a makeshift uh, crow's nest at the top where shadow's hanging out.
4: I'm keeping the crows up there.
6: And there's a second, kind of a second layer at the back, right in front of the big fan, and that's where the captain's wheel is. And then behind the captain is a very strange looking cannon that is, uh, has three mechanical legs underneath it. All
0: right. Uh, there's also,
6: we'll say, a ballista, like a small ballista, affixed to one side of the ship. And then a, another very weird looking cannon type contraption on the other side, uh, also affixed. All right.
0: Shadow, kicked back and listening to the music, but keeping an eye out for sand dunglers that could be a danger to your ship, you spot something on the horizon. A black dot at this distance as the sun creeps towards the horizon. It's at the top of the sand dune. Captain? Yes?
4: There there appears to be a... something on the horizon.
3: Yeah, boss, I can see it! He can't.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of speck on the horizon, it... Maybe we should check it out. Hmm,
6: Very interesting. What direction is it in?
4: I'll flaunt my claw in the direction.
6: As she flaunts her claw and does a little spin with her claw, I'll spin the captain's wheel and violently jerk the ship in uh, (laughs) that direction.
0: All right. Just as the sun disappears on the horizon, the sand sail comes to a sliding stop at the bottom of a sand dune. At the top of this sand dune is Finch. Finch, you watched them approach. You were iffy and you kind of hid behind a dune but you realize that if you were to do any kind of hiding this thing was fast it was gonna find you and you can't really hide under the sand really so you kind of watched as they approached and tried to determine if they were hostile or not and they all look up to you from their ship
6: hello there
0: stranger
6: what are you doing out here
1: uh, i'm gonna like hold out my empty can team like
6: water huh. Let's get him aboard this vessel, boys, before he uh, collapses and gets eaten by the sand dunglers. Of course, boss. Got
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm jumping off the bow of the ship.
3: I will also drop down off the, the side of the ship.
4: very acrobatically fall from the crow's nest. All
0: right. Habibi and Churdnar, you start to run up the sand dune to the collapsing finch. You get to his body and you notice that he's got like a bunch of equipment and like stuff that he's just kind of dropped on accident or maybe thrown to his sides. There's just a huge mess of things. Backpacks, sacks, clothes, winter coats? Probably snowshoes.
1: Snow broken.
0: Sho- we'll say broken snowshoes.
3: Sure, broken snowshoes. Look look at his fool. Look at his absolute imbecile. Mm. <laughs> Out here in the sun.
2: What are those? And I point at the snowshoes. <laughs>
4: Well, in my travels, I've seen people use those traveling through harsh terrain, so perhaps sand shoes.
2: Mm, makes sense.
4: and I will start collecting his bag with my tail.
2: Right? I'll just pick him up because I have power for build, so I count as a large creature when i when determining my carrying capacity and the weight I can push, drag <laughs> or lift so i can I can lift three hundred and thirty pounds.
0: all right, nice. So, yeah, you easily pick up Finch and cradle him into one arm.
1: There's, <laughs> like, arms hanging down, mouth open, chaps and
3: dry.
0: And you uh, carry him to the ship. And, Habibi, what are you doing out here in the sand? Are you gathering things? or?
3: Uh, Shadow was gathering the things. I was, I was going to help <laughs> carry him to the ship. He's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> He's got it.
0: So the three of you carrying Finch and his things get back to the ship. You like throw him over the railing, and he just kind of like lands onto the hull. And Shadow, you take all of his things and start throwing him over the railing onto the hull as well, or the hull, the deck. Oh yeah, water.
2: And I'll uh, walk over to a barrel of some water that I assume I created because I created it. But it, it. You ever had like some really like rank ass like well water? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what it smells like. I'll take his canteen with me and just fill it up, and uh, walk back over to him and say, drink. I'll just
1: start chugging it and then I'll kind of cough some of it up and then go back to drinking it until it's
2: probably all gone. Hungry? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Sure. Here you go. And I'll uh, pull out um, ten berries. Good berries?
3: Sure. <laughs> but they,
2: they look extremely rotten. Uh-oh. He
3: only can cast I eat berries. Yeah, they're, they're bad <laughs> berries.
1: There <laughs> you go. I'm going to look at them and... Do they look like I can eat them without getting
2: sick or do they look pretty bad?
0: Right, Tom is shaking his head no.
2: They look like they're completely spoiled. Okay.
4: Shadow would like to wait for a moment where Churdnar isn't looking and like slap the berries out of his hand and like throw a ration at him or just like stuff it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be like
3: dumb, shaking my head like
4: no.
1: I'll just pretty much do what I'm told.
3: <laughs> so what the fuck is this? <laughs> You're in the desert. We found it. Who the fuck is this?
1: I'm. I'm. My name is Finch or Flynn Finch Cartwright. Uh, I'm a.
3: Hey, I, you, are you Flynn or Finch?
1: um uh, You can call me Finch. I'm a master scout of Aces. I'm in the Crimson Command. I don't know how I got here.
3: I'm gonna turn towards Twizzle Wings and be like, I don't trust them boss.
6: I'll uh step down from the the captain's wheel and approach Finch and tighten up my spectacles as are my goggles as I look at him and i say hmm very
1: interesting where did you come from i was i was in somar the uh the universal library somar uh
0: give me a perception check Twizzlewix. 16 uh with a 16 you actually like as you're approaching and you see him and you're talking from a distance you you see his flintlock on the deck of the ship this flintlock is ancient it is old looking it is not up to par or up to code with flintlocks nowadays it has no spiral rifling it is just it's bad it is a really bad gun as i'm walking towards the flintlock i'm gonna say
6: oh you're a long way from somar this is the full desert
1: and then I'll pick up his flintlock and just start, like, looking at it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, well, I can tell I'm in a desert now. Say, this is a real old flintlock you got here. This isn't up to code. Up to code? You can put
6: an eye out with this. Old?
1: I, they're not even, like, all over Asus yet. They're only, like, being made in Laron.
3: He's playing Dumb, boss. I don't trust him. He's after the treasure. He definitely is after the treasure.
1: I, I don't know of any treasure you speak of. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't even know how I got here. Playing dumb. What What desert? The Fullorian. The Fullorian? Yeah. Do I know where that is?
0: Uh, give me a history check. 19. Yeah, you know what he's where the Forlarian Desert is, you kind of got what he was saying, but uh, definitely his accent is a little rough trying to figure out what exactly.
1: So like opposite sides of Asus, basically? Uh, it's the
0: opposite side of the continent you are on. So Somar is on the west side, and the Forlarian Desert is on the east side of this continent.
1: Forlarian Desert? I don't even know, like, Somar. It's not anywhere close to here. I was, I was in the library and touched something, and the next thing I know on the top of a dune. What'd you touch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll just kind of look at them and knowing I don't really have too many options. I... The uh, blue orb?
3: I told you he's lying, boss. He's lying. Yeah, something
6: seemed a little off with you. You might be a little crazy. You have to hit damage from the thunder. I know
1: not, not everyone believes in the fabled four orbs, but they are real. I tell you, I'm. Wait, I'm, wait, hold up. You said the blue orb, like the
6: blue orb from the famous four orbs?
1: The blue orb, yes. I, that's what I'm telling you. I, I think he is crazy. I, I think he's I, drunk. I think I, we am, should kill him right I, now. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I am the bloodline of Helltrone.
5: <laughs>
1: you can't drink on this ship. <laughs> Are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. I'm exhausted.
3: Can we really not drink on this ship?
6: And, and I'll lean into Habibi and I'll say, you know that rule is only for Chudnar. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what happened last time.
4: Okay, boss. I, I got you, boss. Hold on. Shadow is going to read Finch for a minute. Just kind of looking up and down, looking at his things, um, looking at his gear, and uh, going to look at him very seriously. Um, does the crow fly west?
1: going to uh, shake my head a little bit and look at her again like, yes, the, the crow, it it flies west, yes.
4: And I will slowly look over to my companions. Um, This one can be trusted.
1: <clears throat>
6: I'll nod. All right. Well, she says we can trust you. We can trust you. Welcome aboard.
1: <laughs> 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 and and I'm, well, th- I'll look around and say thank you, and uh, I guess you must be the captain. Yes, at, I'm the
6: captain of this fine
1: vessel. Captain Twizzlewicks, at your service. Okay, Captain, uh
3: thank you.
4: I'm light shadow of the Shadow Bluff clans, but you you can refer to me as Shadow.
3: Yeah, I'm a B. B. Sinclair. You can call me Hab or BB, uh you know, uh, it's 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 whatever. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll answer to whatever, you know. Alright. Whatever boss wants.
4: Alright,
1: BB. Nice nice to uh to meet you and you sir, the the one that carried me. Turnar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll just give him a, a real solemn, or not solemn, but like just a, a nod, like a thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what does my health look like?
0: Uh, what were you at?
1: I was at 76 before I touched the orb.
0: Yeah, whatever you're at is what you're at.
1: What I'm going to do as thanks is make some good berries and hand them out to my new companions. I'll give everybody two and then keep two for myself.
0: All right.
3: Whoa, these are fresh!
1: Ugh. It's It's the best I can do in a pinch. I just thank you guys for stopping
3: and helping me.
2: I'll pass. They're good for you. i turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I uh, guess, eat them. Alright, so everybody
0: gets two except for Chardnar, and then Finch, you give yourself four.
2: I actually throw mine on the ground.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well that works too, and I'll just let him throw it on the ground. Alright. Alright, so
6: some things in your story, they do not add up, mister. Well, I...
1: I've only told you guys the truth. Well, you said that flintlocks were only in Loran. That's as far as me and my past companions know. Yes, we went to the island of Loran, and that was the first encounter we had ever seen flintlocks before. And I tried to send word to the Crimson Command so that they could, you know, get some of their own to help defend ASUS. Uh, I, I don't know how quickly they could have. Made an arsenal, but uh, no, these are this the most up to date flintlock that I've ever seen.
3: What are you talking about?
1: I, I'm talking about the island of LeRon, where the only flintlocks and Astus were known to be for the longest time. Well, for
3: up familiar This
1: past year,
3: we know about LeRon, but the Crimson Command. What,
5: is, what?
1: Have you never heard of the Crimson Command? No. No, no, they're a thing. They're the the standing army of Andrin. No, no, well, there's we were. Being killed off one by one. There's very few of us left. We we're trying to get back to Gamor. That's where we we're all gonna meet up after I left Somar. Hey!
3: Boss says they're the standing army of Andrin. <laughs> and that's what they are.
0: I just I just don't understand how that could be. Uh give me a history check, anyone that's not Finch that thinks that they might know things about the Crimson Command. Six.
5: Thirteen.
0: Nineteen. Uh so Captain Twizzlewicks, you know that. The Crimson Command had a rough time a long time ago, but they've uh, recovered and they're doing good now. Because there's two cities in in Andron that uh, have conflicts between one another, the Crimson Command is the standing army between those two cities to protect the country.
5: What are you
6: talking about? The, the, the Crimson Command, they, they were having a rough time like a century ago, but they're like I said, they're the standing army of Andron now a century ago I, I,
0: and they're all equipped with muskets
1: and all of them have muskets not those little uh, out-of-date flintlocks like you have do i know what he means by musket
0: no mu- musket what is a
1: musket do uh, you mean flintlocks He's
3: well lying boss it's it's
6: like a uh it's like a big flintlock it's long okay they give it a bigger boom and they all have them and does he have a flintlock on him I do not have a flintlock on me, but I do have a very large, essentially a like handheld ship
1: cannon, like slung around my back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're saying a century ago? I don't know how long I've been out here, but what, what is that even on your back?
6: Oh, this, and I'll uh, pull it forward, and it's a uh, like I said, it's basically just a little little hand cannon, and it's got some like arcane inscriptions on it, and I'll say, uh, oh, this is my uh, arcane firearm. I created it. That's how I cast some of my spells.
1: And none of you have been to Laron? No. I've been.
6: When did you go to Laron, Chugdor? It was a long time ago. Oh, back before we found you face down in the desert, huh? Yeah. Then I'll (laughs) turn back around. We don't talk about the before times.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're a family now. (laughs) It's just us. There's no justice. It's just us.
4: While all of this is happening, I'm still kind of... Looking Finch up and down, I might be able to figure out what's going on here. Let me see that flintlock there, Finch.
1: I'll hand it to her,
4: and I am going to study it and look for like a stamp for like what year it was made.
0: Okay, uh, is this like a mechanic I need to know about for your new character that I don't know? Or nope. Just,
4: I just I, I am a collector of oddities, okay. and I know how to read things. Gotcha. For um rarity, and
0: manufacturer stuff. Okay. Uh, serial number nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if this was something about your class or something. Uh, go ahead and give me a investigation check then.
3: I know this flintlock.
0: 16. Uh, so as you're looking this over, Shadow, you notice a weird manufacturer stamp in the barrel of the flintlock. It's it's for a creator that you've heard of, and people collect these because they were the first flintlocks ever made. But they were made by an inventor named Ludwig, who is very dead nowadays.
4: Are they? I'm assuming they're not making these any longer.
0: Uh, yeah, Ludwig's dead. They don't make these specific style anymore. Everyone's kind of improved on the flintlock rifling and turned to muskets, and yeah, there's everything's better about the. The product itself, when it comes to making flintlock-style weapons.
4: When would you say they uh, Ludwig died, or they stopped manufacturing uh, these?
0: Early eighth century, so roughly a hundred years ago.
4: Hmm. This is interesting. Um, well, it seems this uh, flintlock was made by Ludwig.
1: Yes, he is the creator. Yeah, I I met him. I, I he he showed me one of the first. Rifles he was working on—that's preposterous. Uh,
4: Ludwig's been dead and out of market, not making flintlocks for over a century.
1: My head's just gonna start spinning. I'm gonna be like, what? How old are you? I mean, I'm 21.
4: I'm just gonna kind of like scratch my brow. Did you happen upon a portal, perhaps?
1: I still think he's drunk. Well, I'm telling you, I I, I touched the blue orb and. Now that starting to remember what seemed like a portal, colors. I'm telling you,
3: he's lying. He's after colors the treasure. Going, I'm, I'm not
1: lying. I'm not lying. I, I, I touched the blue orb, and here I am. You're what? You're telling me what year is it? Well, it's the year 832 of the Fourth Age. My God!
3: These <laughs> 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 damn <dumb>, dirty apes! <laughs> So
0: yeah, you're 107 years in the future, Finch. Oh god. I come from
1: the year 725 of the fourth age. What? what do you know of the orbs? Have they been found? I know that they've been lost the time. They've hidden. Nobody's supposed to find them. I'm gonna kinda like relax at that a little bit. Like, so Asus is balanced. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're lost, no one knows where they are, and I think, I think that was the ultimate goal. Did I succeed? I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm kind of like relaxing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Job well done. So you mean to tell me
6: that you were from a hundred and seven years ago? You were searching for the four
1: orbs. You found the blue orb and teleported here. Well, well, yes. As I said, I was the master scout of Aces at that time. I first happened upon the green orb with my companions and Wait, you found you found more than just one orb? Oh yes. I I I was the only one who could touch it. Let
6: me smell your breath.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs>
6: no,
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, he's drunk. I'll let him smell my breath and be so Jesus. I'm actually, as, as soon as he says that, I'm going to rush into Finch's face and immediately get like like nose to nose with him.
1: I'm going to kind of like back my neck up, you know, just that part of my body as, I, as I exhale.
2: Actually, give me a constitution
0: say, Finch, as okay. you get the stench of Ch- of Churnor for the first time. Sixteen. You can hold your <laughs> hold your own. You don't start to gag. As
4: this is happening, Shadow is going to place her fat paw on Chernard's neck with claws extended and with a, just a little wiggle just to tell him that I'm ready if he doesn't stop. Now I said he could be trusted.
2: I'll uh, exhale. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and pull back.
6: I don't think he's drunk anymore. Mm. So maybe he after the treasure. I'll look over at uh, <laughs> BB.
3: I'll uh put my, my fingers together in a, a very Irish, <laughs> not Irish, but Italian Italian, Italian it's Like, I told you, boss, he's lying. All right, well, let, let's see
1: what the story goes. So you found the green orb. Yes, and I was the only one who could even get close to it without the entire surrounding area shaking and quaking. And uh, I was able to grab it. And we believe that is due to my... Line. I, I'm a descendant of Helltron. And uh, as, you know, being a part of the Crimson Command, I'll, all I want was balance for this world in Asus. And next we found the red orb and... Wait, hold up. You found three of the four orbs? Yes. The green, we, the blue, and the red? Well, I, we actually I, later on was able to retrieve the black orb as well. So
3: you found all four?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... As we found the fourth one, the blue one, and the, you know, the highest peak of Somar and the Universal Library, as I reached out to grab it and put my hand around it, I ended up here. So why, wait, why were you collecting the four orbs? Are you just like a collector? Like a, like Shadow here? It, it was my, my duty. is my destiny. I'm Bloodline of Heltru, and I'm Master Scout of Asus. I, all I want is to bring peace and balance to this world. Hmm. Well, maybe you're a missing accomplice. That's why you're here, right? You touched the four orbs and you created the balance. Uh, If there's balance and they're not to be found, then I feel pretty good about that, (laughs) I think.
4: Those must have been exhilarating to find. And I just (laughs) kind of get (laughs) wide-eyed.
1: Say, it was quite different. I really thought I'd lost them through the fall. I was scrambling in that dune over there looking for them and couldn't come up with them. I
4: Shadow immediately starts looking around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always kept them cinched to my waist as tightly as I could uh, in fear of losing them. They almost drove me mad to the point of paranoia multiple times, but I feel like a burden has been lifted a little bit here. And uh,
6: as you're having this conversation with Captain Twizzlewicks, you notice that the parrot that's in his hat is a mechanical parrot. Uh it is painted to look like a real parrot and the paint is like chipping and revealing the uh copper metal
1: underneath it. I'll kinda do like a point up I'm like I-, I see you have a PVAC. Yes, this is the PVAC.
2: Yes, this is a PVAC, yes, is a P-Vac. <laughs> yes. And
1: what what model is, is yours? It's a Mark 4. Mark IV. <laughs> That is uh, another thing I, I seem to have lost through this time travel or whatever has happened. I used to have a, a, a Mark One.
0: I. I used to have a Mark <laughs> <laughs> One.
1: Oh, <laughs> Don't I...
3: listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> My,
1: mine only had uh, twenty words programmed, and mostly liked to say the word "no." Wow, that's uh, that's very interesting. Why why do why is he
6: not with you? Petey here could use a friend.
1: For the the same reasons, I guess the orbs aren't with me. I I just I don't know. Maybe the bird took them. Maybe the bird took him.
3: <laughs> Wait, hold hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, you shut it, you bird. <laughs> we talked about this. You shut it. You telling me you did this all by yourself?
1: Uh, no, no, I, I didn't do anything by myself. I I had true companions. I had people that fought for me that were willing to die for me that. Helped me get to the point where I guess I am today. I I had multiple people along the way.
3: Okay, so Bibi is Habibi is gonna pull out his his dagger and he's like, Where are they? Where are they hiding?
1: Well, when it came to the to the library, there was this darkness that I had to power through to get to this open area where the orb was, and one of my companions tried to join me in it but just couldn't make it and the other ones we're hanging back, and I plan to grab the orb and walk right back to them. Uh, they just, I guess, were too far away to get brought with me. Well,
6: that's a shame. But you got new friends now? Welcome to the crew! Welcome to
5: the crew! <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: thank you for having me. I thought I was sure to die out here until new people came along, so thank you. Well, you are most welcome.
6: Um, You, you have any rations? We're kind of running low over here.
1: Let me dig through here i i got quite a bit actually i have 10 days rations so i'm just gonna split it up evenly between one two three four five uh so that's two four six eight ten Still, i'm gonna give make sure everyone has two days rations I'm like here we can split up everything i have b- between us
2: mm-hmm. i'll
3: drop them on the ground <laughs> <laughs> oh school and i'll pick up the ones he dropped on the ground <laughs> i'll let them deal with the ones he <laughs> dropped on the ground the way they see fit i, I Trust him, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I look over
4: to Habibi. I said we could trust him.
3: Yeah, I know I heard you, but, you know, paranoid. you know, abandonment issues. You, you know what I got. Boss y- you know. said if I trust him, then he trusts him. Well, I, I, I know. I, I, I heard. I, I, I know. I, I just.
5: Boss.
4: I trust him.
3: And yeah, I'll you know, just, just kind
4: of like raise my like incisors at
3: him. I just want to be part of the crew, you know. I just want to protect the crew.
6: It's it's okay. It's okay. I I understand. You want to you want to keep us protected. It's this. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah, boss, I just. <laughs> 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 well, you seem like a very capable hand. Uh, We're in search of a treasure. Okay. Uh, I can lend a hand. I, I'd love to. I don't know quite where it is. This uh, map is very difficult for me to read.
4: Oh, I'm very well well read in maps.
6: And I'll pull out the map and I'll lay it out across the deck so that everyone can get a good view of it.
4: I'm just going to stare at it. I'm
1: going to look at it and kind of get a little wide-eyed and like, I'm not very good with riddles.
5: (laughs) (laughs) This
4: is not like any map that I've seen before, but it seems that we have a riddle beyond the sandstone pillar as the moon falls in line beyond the ravine that reaches down as far as it reaches high there is a cave in the temple where secrets hide a treasure that waits where many have died there seems to be a ravine maybe some some building perhaps can't you can't be certain uh, oh it's a sandstone pillar well, that's what
6: we were looking for when we came across you, anyway.
1: Yeah, you seen any pillars?
4: Looks like a big dit
1: I haven't seen anything but sand and you, you all.
4: Well, I've, I've been to the Vorlorian Desert before. Uh, perhaps I've seen something. Uh, I was on my way to uh, retrieve this magic scroll from the Stone Ring Forest. Um, I happened upon at. What did you come from? A portal. Yes, a portal. It was out of this realm. Literally, I, I teleported uh, to find this tablet. Um, it was exhilarating.
1: Perhaps it has to be nighttime? Something to do with where the moon falls.
0: The sun is halfway set. Hmm. That's,
4: that's brilliant.
3: <laughs> it does appear in the riddle. It's almost like it says it there in plain English.
2: I thought you weren't good at riddles.
3: <laughs> What's English?
5: <laughs>
2: well,
6: I guess we can just kind of hang out here until the moon comes up. I want to put some music on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, the five of you hang out on the deck of this sand sail ship, and then Churdnar goes over and hits the power button on the speakers. And all of a sudden, this uh, really gritty, distorted guitar music comes through the speakers and it's blaring loud too.
1: Whoa, what is this? Is this a, is this a KD? <laughs> <laughs> a KD? Did you get this from the pet egg?
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's an outdated fool We don't use KDs anymore.
2: I actually have a decent collection of KDs if you want to see it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would. <laughs>
1: By how the time has flown, you've got a lot of catching
6: up to do.
2: Hey there,
0: companions! Are you new here? Is this your first time listening to Orbs? Well. I just wanted to step in here to say hello and welcome you before the theme song kicks in and the blooper reel runs. If you like what we heard here today, we have some one-shots that we call cutscenes in our catalog you can check out, or you can start at episode 40 where we have a series recap. And if you are really interested in the whole story, of course you can go all the way back to the beginning where I'm slowly getting remasters done, but you know, our audio quality was not on par with what you have heard today. I don't think our early episodes are awful, just not where I wanted them. But besides that, thank you again for checking us out. Of course, tell your friends and family about us. The best way to help us grow is by word of mouth, and nothing like a recommendation from a friend you trust, right? And to our long-term companions, you know we love you. Thank you for sticking it out with us, and I hope you are excited about where this journey is headed. If you have something pleasant to say about us, you know we love those Apple Podcast reviews. And thank you to those who have been able to throw some fiscal support our way on Patreon. Here's your names again, this time in newest to oldest running subscriptions Paul Lewis, Taryn Van Ettinger, Ben Toothaker, Joe Hudson, Stephen Bright, Theo Whalen, Dara Dufour, Aaron Proust, Josh Story, Mark Boykin, Matthew and Caitlin Engelman, The Backwater Bastards, Scott Nelson, Mars Langford, Diana DeLi, Jason Kachuk, Lucas Duff, Damian Rail, Adam Wright, Chase Rim, Jeremy Kleinhands, Evan Wiley, Keith No Last Name Foyston, Deidre Cole, Jacob Williams, Kevin McEwen, Samuel Moore, Dave Schmidt and Colby Parker. Thank you again for supporting us. I, I cannot tell you enough how much we really appreciate it. But that being said, let's go ahead and finish this episode out, and maybe you'll get an episode next week. Bye. <laughs>
3: Uh, I am Ray Tom, <laughs> and I will be playing Habibi Sinclair. Do you mean Radams? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. I'm also
3: Rytom. <laughs> Uh Tom. Uh, Character
2: swap. <laughs> I'm Habibi now. Yeah.
6: <laughs> and uh, Finch, like as you're having this conversation with uh, Captain Twizzle,
5: <laughs>
4: I'm Light Shadow of the Shadow Bluff Clans, but you you can refer to me as Shadow.
1: Uh, okay, Shadow. Th- thank you. And then I'll just look at uh, Doris's character or Ryan Ryan's character. I mean. Ooh, nope.
4: Nope. That's right, Tom. Now yeah. <laughs> that's really confuse the listeners tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow is going to place her fat paw on Churnard's neck with uh, claws retract- retracted? Retracted? Uh,
2: uh, claws
4: out. Claws out. <laughs> 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 Untracted. <laughs> with claws Tracted? out. Tracted. Extended? <laughs> yes. Extended. Claws Extended.